So we consider St. Luke and the Gospel, one initial takeaway we might hold on to is just the idea of like the evangelist, the Gospel writer, the writer of the Good News. What was more important to St. Luke, that it was written on paper or that it was written in his life, that people could read him and receive the Gospel? I think it's the idea that our lives are the writing of the Gospel. Our, our lives testify to the, the, the truths and the presence and the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. But yes, we have that record, that historical record, the writing down of the life of Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, the life, what is our salvation. And I want to focus for myself, I was just kind of struck, maybe this is just more about curiosity, my curiosity, but I love history, I love the idea of history, the idea that our faith, unlike other faiths, other, other myths, other legends, you know, you start a, a, a myth or a novel with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Like, that's when you know it's a myth, or it's some sort of great story, great novel. Um, once upon a time. But what I like is, is our, our faith is, is historical. It's, it's written testimony. And you can ask yourself, you, you can read this gospel and, and apply it to myself, like how am I called to be like the 72 sent out? Or you can read the gospel through the lens of some, I don't know, of, of history. Of what are the historical truths that maybe you could pull out or piece out of this gospel in these writings? You notice in the first reading, right? I love this, you know? Paul's writing a letter. This is a letter, dear friend, you know, to my brothers and sisters in the faith. And he goes on, Demas, enamored of the presence of the world, left me. Luke is the only one with me. And it turns out he's in some sort of prison, because of the line they didn't read at the end of the gospel, I was saved from the lion's mouth. And that was a time when they were feeding slaves and, and Christians and others to the lions. And for this moment in his life, Paul was saved from the lion's mouth. And here's a reference, I left Carpus, bring the cloak rather, bring the cloak, Dear Timothy, bring the cloak, please, that I left in Carpus, in Troy, and the papyrus rolls, and especially the parchments. What is Paul worried about papyrus rolls and parchments for? Are those the initial copies of the letters that he was writing? Are they copies of the earth's first Gospels? Is, he, is this a reference to the first writings of the Gospel? Because what other, what's he worried about? What other parchments would he be worried about? Anyway, and it's interesting, too, that this is all written down, all of this, Luke's time frame. He ends the Acts of the Apostle. I want, to, I want to read to you the way he introduces the books that he wrote. Luke wrote Luke, the Gospel, and he wrote the Acts of the Apostles. And he ends the Acts of the Apostles with Paul coming to Rome. Just the arrival, the welcome, the way he lives, some sort of like, it almost like you, you wonder if he lived out this life and happiness and, and, and whatever. But we know through other references that Paul was martyred in Rome that Paul was arrested, beheaded, and we know that time frame was in the time of Nero, so it's around 60. So if that's true, why didn't Luke, if he's writing like in 100 or 200 later, he didn't mention it because it hadn't happened yet. So you know that Luke's writing before 60 AD. So these are very early, early references, historical references to our faith. Again, you'll know I get kind of hung up on the theory of the game of telephone that our faith was probably lost as it was told through the ages. That's not true. The early, these early references are, are, are historical references. Let me read to you a little bit about St. Luke's intentions. Was he writing a fable? Was he writing a story? Was, this some, this, he, take, was he taking up something that was lost along the way? Like, it's, it's 60 or AD or 50 AD. Jesus died in 30. So within 20 years, he says, since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, 
Many have undertaken to do this. Is he referencing Mark's Gospel? Matthew's Gospel already written down in 50 AD? Since many have undertaken to, to compile a narrative, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning, we have eyewitness testimony. And ministers of the world, of the word, rather, ministers of the word have handed them down to us. Tradition handed on. Things handed on to us. I too have decided, after investigating everything accurate anew, as opposed to, I sat down and waited for God to tell me a story. No, I investigated. I referenced, I asked people. Maybe I interviewed Mary Magdalene because she was perhaps still alive. Maybe I got a, a written text of the Blessed Mother about what happened in her Magnificat, which was the storyline of one of the chosen episodes. We don't know, but like he's, he's done some research to write this down. To write it down in an orderly sequence for you. You know, sometimes the Gospels, one puts an episode like later and another puts a little bit earlier. He's, a, he's intending to write it in an orderly, orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, whoever Theophilus is, we don't know. It actually means lover of God, Theophilus. But he's writing it down for this person so that you may realize the certainty, the credibility of the teachings you have received. And then he starts off his gospel. In the days of King Herod, king of Judah, he's making a historical reference of the, of the timeline of what he's sharing. And then that's, that's Luke's gospel. Fast forward, he writes the Acts of the Apostles. And he starts off in the first book, Theophilus, because this is a second book. If you just have the Acts of the Apostles, it's the second. There's a first, which of course we know is the gospel of Luke. In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught until the days he was taken up after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered. And then he goes on to talk about the ascension into heaven. And then he starts a whole early history of the Christian community under the leadership of the apostles and the Holy Spirit. I just appreciate like, like Luke shares with us all that he received, and he shares it as a history, as a biography. A biography of Jesus Christ, a biography of the, of the early church, especially Paul, like one-third into the Acts of the Apostles, he apparently is, is entirely enthralled with Paul, like the two of them on the, the, the three journeys of St. Paul. So it's, it's worth realizing just the, the beauty of our faith, the beauty of the Gospels, the good news. It's not some mythical good news. It's not some religion that man invented. Man wrote it down, but God gave it to us, historically. Jesus came to us in the fullness of time, in time. We don't doubt that the resurrection of Jesus Christ, is it a personal belief or a historical fact? It's an eyewitness historical fact. We don't need to be ashamed of that. We don't need to be insecure about what we believe. We just ask the Holy Spirit to really rekindle our own faith, that it is not a faith just because I simply want to believe this and not want to believe that. It's a faith based on evidence. It's a faith based on solid history as well as other reasons to believe. May we be true and convincing witnesses ourselves first having been convinced of the credibility and truth of the good news, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph.